Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coach, my life has changed, man. I'm thinking different now. I'm just, I gotta move different now. It's crazy. Yo, I'm, I'm only, I'm only fucking with positivity from now on. I only fuck with positive, no negativity. The coach, my new coach, we're gonna, love you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you for having us on your we're, show. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna change, we're gonna change your Instagram bio to the second most positive person on the internet. The second, the second. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Your podcast, the Coach HP Show. I love it. Coach HP. HP, like what a vibe. You got a great vibe going great on. Vibe. We're happy we can meet great you. Great energy. Welcome back. No, this is what you do. Ready? Here we go. Ready? We're going to start this. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. Welcome back, guys. Money buys happiness. Miami buys happiness. <laughs> he knows okay, it. You've been he watching. Knows. You've been watching. When did you switch it up? When did you add the Miami part? As soon as we got here, bro. As soon as we touched down, bro. Because like we literally walked out of the airport. Energy is just different, bro. It just hits different here. So we walked in and just like, all right. Those wow. doors open. Yeah. And it just the, the fresh air hits you and you're like, wow. Yeah. I'm somewhere, yeah. I'm somewhere nice. Dude, right one one of the things that I was talking to, to Anthony about is this that we're gonna do here for me is my favorite type of episode. Because it's three guys just fucking talking. Yeah. And we could talk about now about the plants outside. Yeah. Right. And some creeper in a corner. And we're not going to be worried about like, oh my God, am I losing the guests? Yeah. Am I losing stuff? Yeah. You know? Whereas there's some guests, like I used the example of Kyle, that you guys were like, fuck, man, I want to I wanna try to hit and be cool. Yeah. But, but it's, hard, it's hard to balance that. Like, it's, oh, especially when you're on the come up. Yeah. Because once you're the guy, bro, I've seen 7,000 episodes of yours. Yeah. So everybody comes in already chill. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In this thing now, because... I loved your guys, the Toronto studio. Yes. No, yeah. That you had with like the lot. It was like like I had good lighting from yeah, outside and big stuff. Loft style, yeah. And you could smoke in there and yep. stuff. <laughs> you yeah, smoke yeah. a lot in there. But here you can't smoke, right? <laughs> nah, they're gonna. You can, but then you know you're gonna get a fucking invoice after for like ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's worth the smoke, you know. But dude, there's so there's so we're all three nightclub guys. Yes. Right. They won. You uh. My story's completely different than yours. When did you guys meet each other first? Um, I think it might have been... I, I mean, we met each other a while ago. I think when we started working together was maybe, what, five years ago? Four years ago? 2018? Yeah. 2017, something like that? Yeah. So we were both promoting, just doing our own things. Just separate promoters, doing different clubs, doing uh, daytime parties, doing events. Um, and then we just saw we were doing the sim like similar shit, you know? And like... If I could bring a thousand people, you could bring a thousand people. Why don't we just do it together? Bring two thousand. <laughs> right, right. So that was kind of. I think that was the initial mindset. That was the beginning, but then yeah. I think the big, the big thing that really made it work was like I was looking around at people in the same industry as us, and I felt like nobody was matching like the work ethic like this guy was. So I was like, all right, if I'm gonna be working with somebody, like they gotta match my fucking work ethic. And so I saw that in him, uh, and I guess he saw the same in me. So we're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, why don't we just kind of team up and. 
test the waters, you know what I mean? Like instead of going like head deep into a partnership and a new business, we're like, okay, let's just you know, try some things out and see kind of how it goes. Um, and obviously it went well. You know what I noticed too, that you guys are so well in sync. Like, like it's weird, bro. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're twins or something because you don't jump over each other and you stop and you go and you stop. Which is crazy, man. I mean, it's been a lot. It's been a long time of I think us doing this, right? And and just like even besides the podcast, just being in meetings together with clients, being with our team and stuff like that, we're always together, just trying to preach a message, right? So I think we, I think it's just like just repetitive. Just us, we keep doing it into the point where it's just like, yeah, we can have a full conversation um, and both bring value without, like you said, jumping over each other or cutting each other off. Sort of like a practice thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you know, I'm sure the first times we were trying to pitch people to to work with our business or whatever, it was I'm sure we were jumping over each other a little bit. But yeah, after you after you've done a you know a thousand fucking meetings with clients or pitches, and then obviously you bring the podcast into it where it's a little more like you got people and cameras eyes on you and stuff like that. You learn a little bit. You pick up off of like I know I like it's funny like we're in a, we're in a business you know we're pitching a client. And I know when he's like running too long and he doesn't know where to stop it. And then the same thing where then I'll just like pop in with a next point or vice versa. So you pick up on it. Right. But that's an, it's a big thing when it comes to like having a partner, a business partner. How lucky do you guys feel about each other? Like, bro, I'm lucky I got my boy. I'm lucky I got my boy because like I was telling him this thing becomes really lonely. Yeah. Especially when you're obsessed with content and the whole thing. You're lucky you got a vlog guy here now, which is huge. Shout out, out Jason. Jason. Let's go. Where did Jason come from? He was he, he actually was, started with us as an intern. He's got a big story. Jason's he's got, got a, a he's got story. a really cool story. I mean, he reached out to us, um, and he started off as an intern with us as LinkedIn, most right through LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah, through LinkedIn, you hit me, yeah, yeah, and um, and we started him off as an intern, as pretty much everyone on the team starts as an intern, so we can test them out and they get to see the culture and all that. And I think within two weeks we already gave him a, a role like a, a, a part-time and then two weeks after that we gave him full-time and then two weeks after that i think we made him uh one of the, the managers at the company so man he's killing it so young um and he's so passionate about what he does and he's very like-minded with us right so we saw that and and when people show us that kind of passion and and um show us how genuine they are about what they want to do we all, always give opportunity let me ask you a question. When you decided to shave the mustache. <laughs> it was hard for me, bro. Do you do you hit him up and go, listen, bro, I'm going to make an executive decision. Like, you know what? Sometimes there is conversation that goes around it, you know? And I think uh, I think the last time I did it, I was just like, I, I've been getting roasted on this whole time I've been here because I haven't been able to catch like a proper tan while I've been here. I've been here for like fucking three, four months. Right, but I'm right. working, you know? Right, I'm in right, the right, condo, I'm working, I'm doing shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like I have time to just go to the beach and just lay down. Um, I told him when when he uh, yeah he told I told him as soon as he shaved I was like bro never do that again bro yeah because I was just trying to like you know tan everything on my face but this guy's the mu like he's known for the mustache like in Toronto bro like he was pulling it off yeah. man and oh, not bro, too many people can pull that shit I, off I've been rocking it for time bro yeah like, since facts, I could facts. I could grow a mustache I was I had one <laughs> I fuck with it bro and when you sh when you trimmed it down now when did you notice you fucked up. <laughs> No, the first well, second, I did like the, the when you did like the half side, and you're yeah, just like, oh yeah. shit. But it's all good. Hopefully, I could I can grow it back pretty quick, maybe get a couple weeks. But um, yeah, dude, you know, I, I like to be different, so I think the mustache, <laughs> super unique, man, yeah. super unique, and tattoos. Yes, I know you have the the logo there. Yes. Are you guys gonna continue to get more or? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, we're both pretty tatted. Um, that was something that kind of like we always tried to figure out. You know, would it be, would it, would it affect our business negatively? But I think pretty early on, we kind of took the approach of like, we don't really give a fuck, right? So we've sat in like 
you know, we've sat in, you know, business meetings like this, you know, Nike shorts, whatever, like hats everywhere. It didn't matter. And because w- our, our approach was always like, if you want to work with us, you want to work with us for how good we are at what we do. Not, not by, not by, you know, the tattoos I have or the way that I look or the clothes that I wear. Right. I, and I kind of, I kind of like it. Like I kind of, wa- I kind of like walking into a business meeting where I, I would look like a, let's say a bum to like a, to an executive, but I start talking and then they're like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, like it gets them going. It's like Dude, it's, it's the best, man. Like I told, I told my chick, I go, listen, this, uh, cause you know, when guys get married, usually they like, you see it here in Miami, like not in the cool, cool spot, but you see like guys dress real dorky, yeah. you know? And I go to my chick, listen, any time it's cold, I'm wearing a fucking hoodie yeah. and like, it looks like I'm in pajamas and yeah. I'm going to wear that to fucking Swan, Komodo, yeah. Poppy Steak, wherever. And the minute it gets cold, I'm rocking it like this. Exactly. Just 24-7. And I told him the vibe that I wanted because the vibe you guys have is fun. You Fucking around and yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm a little interesting because my vibe's a little different because I my whole goal with getting you guys here today, other than bringing more awareness and bringing you guys value and stuff, is find out where your doubts are find out your roadblocks in this in life and where can i help you guys yeah like have you tell me bro i'm here been here in miami this long i'm thinking about start becoming a criminal yeah i can make some moves on the side i can make 50 g's on the side whatever and then my job is to tell you i don't think so yeah, yeah it's not the right play not the right play or let's say this guy hits me a bro and that's out of control the fucking guy thinks he can shave whenever possible. he wants. He can shave his mustache whenever he, he wants. He does all this crazy guy. shit. I don't know. And then I go, well, think about it. You know, just that's my thing. And we man. appreciate that straight up because, um, I mean, we're new here, right? Yeah. So we don't really have anyone. Um, and like you said, it gets lonely when you're so focused on your goals and, and stuff like that. So for us, we, re- we don't really have any sort of, um, I would say, any sort of mentorship when it comes to being in Miami. Uh, we've just been kind of going with the flow, like just learning on our on our own, right? And you know, like the biggest way we, we learn is we lose money or we make a big mistake, you know, but if we can avoid that. But that's everybody. But yeah. that's everybody. Yeah. You know, that's everybody. Yeah. I think it's inevitable, though. I, I think like the, the whole losing money thing is. It's yeah, no. Like we've come here and we spent money on stupid shit already trying different things. But at the same time, we every time we left knowing like, OK, not to do this. You got to move this way. You got to invest in this type of thing. So we're learning. We're learning on, on the job kind of. Right. But but it's. It's also a fun approach in a way, right? Like you enjoy it more. Like I, I also don't like walking into like an investment, um, you know, an experience, you know, with someone, someone on my shoulder, kind of telling me like this is how you have to do it and this and that and and whatever. Like I actually prefer going in and I'd rather lose the money or lose whatever, right? My time and energy, but 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 finding it out on my own, you know what I mean, and in my own way. So that that's kind of why we like Miami. We literally came here knowing absolutely nothing. All we knew was we wanted to buy a house. That was like the first thing. What was the stupidest thing you bought that you're like, fuck, we fucked up here? Oh, I know exactly. I'll tell you exactly what it was. When we went out with the Nelk Boys. Oh, fuck. This guy got all fucking sauce. Oh, fuck. And bought a $5,000 bottle of uh, 1942. It was good. And that was definitely the stupidest thing we bought. So, so it was him. It wasn't it was, me. It was it you, but that's the partnership. But the thing is, I gave him the card. So I'm technically also. Well, so so let's talk about that. So. Your nightclub experience is Toronto, right? Yes. yes. Mine is Las Vegas. Wow. So I used to, I started off as a promoter, dude, and I went at the age of 31 to Las Vegas 
from Los Angeles. Uh, but I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. Okay, <laughs> so so it means that I I dedicated my whole life from when I was pretty much born to the age of 22, 21 to play baseball. Okay, my dad was obsessed with baseball. My dad prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. So he would <laughs> beat the shit out of me, like really, really, really bad, man. Damn. But what happened was, and as I hear so many people, greatness comes from adversity, yeah. is that, bro, my dad created an assassin, yeah. right? Because there's nothing you can do to me that he hasn't done already yeah. that I had to deal with. The only thing, I was powerless, right? Yeah. So I moved to, I was fed up with baseball. J-Lo puts me on a TV show. I start acting uh, a show called South Beach with Vanessa Williams here. Oh. I go, fuck it, I'm going to act. Yeah. So I moved to Los Angeles. I lived in a car. And I'll tell the whole story later, but I lived in a car for six months, kind of like you guys. I didn't know a single person. But there was no internet. There was no smartphone. There was internet. There was no smartphone. I didn't move with somebody. I moved by myself. And I slept in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Slept in a Toyota Corolla, 2006 Toyota Corolla. Bro, and I would shower and shave at the Equinox in West Hollywood. And I really realized why people go crazy. I had all my belongings in my car. I couldn't talk to anybody. And I thought that I would be like Mr. Me. I'd go around and yeah. I'd get some chick to sponsor me and i get out of my car. Yeah. And bro, I didn't talk to anybody, man. But I learned the power of mindset, right? So then I moved, after six years of that, I moved to Las, Las Vegas and I started off as a promoter and I worked my way up to vice president of customer development to a club called Hyde in the Bellagio. Wow. Yes, yeah, okay. Cool. About that one. You've probably of seen course. it. It's, it's not around anymore, but it's there. And I lived at the Aria Hotel. At the Mansion Oriental, excuse me. Yeah, no, no the Mansion Oriental, that's now the the Waldorf Astoria. Bro, and I got a PhD in how to deal with people. <laughs> right? Yeah. And only us club people know that it's so competitive because people go anywhere. Yeah. And you make an agreement verbally. Yeah. So like other than New Year's where you take a credit of card course, statement down, it's literally, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. A pool, a ten guy table, whatever, and then you lose them because at Encore Beach Club they got fucked up all day and they don't yeah. want to go out at nighttime. Yep. Right? So I know bottle minimums and stuff like that. So one bottle cost five Gs. Where was it? I live. What? Is that oh, what you oh, said? No, we went. To, we went. To, we were. Uh, I thought you were saying there. Yeah, but fuck, we spent five Gs. It was. Uh, it was at Bottle Blonde. Bottle Blonde, yeah. I think, and it was like the. But it was like the Texas. It was like a three liter, nineteen forty two. It was like fucking. It like I asked her just for tequila, and then she asked, she said which one, and I said. 1942, and then the conversation ended, and she brought out the biggest one. <laughs> Bro, the thing was like, the thing she was did the huge. classic, you know, she's doing her thing. And it's crazy because you being in the business, I know what you're she's like, doing. I didn't even think of this shit. Bro, I know what fuck. she's doing. Yeah, of course. By the time he ordered the bottle, it was like, how many how many happy dads? Oh, it was 15 happy dads. <laughs> yeah, Do those yeah. things taste good or no? They it's taste amazing. good. That's the problem. Yeah. That was yeah. the problem with those. They tasted way too good, and then uh, <laughs> I, just, I just kept drinking. <laughs> Bro, when, when that happened to you guys, right? Mm. Were you like, okay, I'm as good as I think I am? Because usually what happens when you're on the come up is you know you're good, mm -hmm. but you need the validation. Because with yes. that validation, it brings in more attention, right? When did you realize that you guys were good? I mean, I think we've always had that confidence. Um, and I think in terms of validation, I think having someone like Kyle on the podcast was huge for us, right? I think we had confidence the whole time throughout the whole podcast, but having someone like that on the podcast is huge. I think that is the sort of validation that we look for. Like people like Kyle reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I fuck with what you guys are doing. Not, we don't really get like, I don't really get too much validation from like just random people. I try not to focus on that too much because at the same time, 
other days it could be hate. Right. And if you're going to focus on it, like, you know, right, it's, right, it's going right, to affect right. you, right? But I think in terms of validation, something huge was, was Kyle coming on. Um, and I think um, us deciding to come here, I think, like, within ourselves, we're like, yo, we fucking did it. Like, we're fucking moving here, you know? Like, we're, like, ball rolling, not actually moving here yet. But, but, <laughs> but also what, what, like, what, what yeah. was good about the Kyle episode and, and what that really did for us was I felt like it put us on, a, on the stage that I felt like we deserved to be on. Right, and now we had big people, you know, posting the pod. Like Dana White posted it, Dave Grumman posted it. Like you know, what I mean, posting these clips, and and people who didn't know about us now knew about us, right? And now whether they liked us or didn't, that's a different, you know, scenario question. But we we got to be for a little bit put on a stage that I felt like we had been working towards for a long time, and that's just like a massive new onset of viewership, right? And like man, o- overnight we gained like twenty something thousand subscribers, and. The episode's still, the numbers are still running up, but just people reaching out to us and being like, you know, congratulations or whatever and and, and randoms. It, honestly, it's not even like, I'm not even really too much, like too excited about the people that already know us, but more that like, you know, we got people from like Connecticut or, you know, Wisconsin, like North Dakota. Mm. Like, we were actually you know. checking out our, our rankings before before you showed up. Yeah. And we're like getting ranked in like Latvia. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, where else is Finland? It's like it's crazy. It's crazy to think that people are around the world are listening to us, dude. It's awesome. My favorite part was when you go, "Yo, Kyle, come on, man, just fucking come on the show." <laughs> you're, you're like going like this. <laughs> yeah, I was snapping, bro, because yo, li- li- we've been, he's been, he's been manifesting it this whole fucking time, and and every time we had an episode and it was brought up, like we we just kept doing it. We put we put what we want out into the world, you know, like, and I think that's important because when we do stuff like that, then there's pressure on us. Right, because even if we only had, let's say, five, ten thousand listeners before, we're still telling them what we want to do and that we're gonna do it. So it's kind of like a pressure at the same time. So that that was awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> How did you, after you do that, you're like, we're popping off. What did you guys start thinking guest wise? Are you like, okay, you came strong. I like the the watch guy. That was cool. Timepiece was good. The timepiece yeah. was yeah. good. I don't know about any of the other people in between. Yeah. Did you have that already set up? Or were you like, fuck, man, now we got to go gangster on gas? How was that? So, yeah, so I mean, on. initially, yeah, like, Timepiece time was a good follow-up because, like, basically what we did was we did the Kyle episode, then we did an episode where we explained how we got him because that's what everyone wanted to know. So Which was genius. Yeah, so it was just yeah. me and him, right? And we are just kind of telling the whole story. And then we also talked about, like, the night out and stuff like that, which was cool. Um, we followed up with Timepiece, who obviously had a, has a big following because of Steve, and he's helped him out with that. But honestly, like uh, following that, we didn't really focus on getting, you know, the biggest, most, uh, you know, the biggest celebrities because we also like for our new subscribers and new audience, we didn't want them to think now that we're just like a celebrity podcast. All we bring is celebrities, right? Like we also wanted to show them who we really were and the way that we ran this podcast, which was always, I don't care if you have one follower on Instagram, 25 million followers on Instagram, if you can sit down across from us and bring value to the, to the audience, that's what we're looking for, Right. So, like, you know, our, our views, obviously, since Kyle's have tapered off, it, we're, we're not going to withhold, you know, the 1.5 million views every episode. And we knew that. Right, 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 right. But, but our goal was essentially to just continue to show people, like, hey, we did Kyle. That was great, whatever. But now we're going to continue bringing guests that we had on before Kyle, who, again, maybe aren't the biggest celebrities, but they're bringing a ton of value in their own industry, in their own way, the way they see life, their mindsets, things like that. So that was kind of, like, the way we approached the guest post that episode. And I think it was, what I picked up from that is, I love when you guys talked about how you work on your post-production, your editing. Yeah. Bro, because I am the most lazy motherfucker when it comes to that shit, because I don't know, 
I'm not tech savvy. Yeah. yeah. Like I was saying, I'm 43 years old. I'm double your guys' age. And I saw that and I was like, fuck, man. I got to get that thing with the captions. <laughs> now everything is a, uh, even though I didn't do it today with Logan's because it just took me forever and it was yeah. going to fuck it up. Everything is now reels yeah. on IG. Yeah. And I, I saw that with you guys. And to me, that was so important, bro, because I can't tell you how many badass conversations I've had, interviews, that I just throw it up like nothing. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I heard that, bro. Who thought of doing that? I mean, I think we've we've both always seen how much content matters when you're going to do something. You know, like if and we saw that from nightlife to begin with. We're like, okay, we're going to throw this party. We need 150 pics. We need three videos. We need a drone in the sky because we need to show everyone what the fuck they just missed. Right. Right. And I think it's the same thing that goes into a podcast. Right. So for us, we always thought and we were even much smaller scale when we first started. If we're going to get this person to come sit down in front of us and talk about their story and give value, we need to take the most out of it. And for us, one video was not enough. Like one full video was not enough because um, we saw the opportunity on Instagram. We saw how many people are watching videos. Um, and we knew that that was a, a good way to kind of draw people to YouTube because for us, like YouTube was never something big for our audience or, or ourselves. Yeah. So we needed something to draw them there. Right. And I think that those clips did that. And I think even like back home when we were at our studio, we do photos as well and stuff like that. We try to, I think we send the, 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 cli- uh, the, the guest about maybe 40 pieces of content. They're never getting that. No <laughs> way. They're that's never also, getting that. That's also how we were, how we were able to continue to get like bigger and better guests. Exactly. Because they knew that if they came on our show, they were going to get 40 pieces of content. Right. And how hard is it and how expensive is it to create content nowadays? Right. Everyone wants that professional photo, that professionally edited reels with the subtitles. And we're like, yeah, come on, come talk to us. Share our podcast to your audience, and we're going to give you all this, right? And then in terms of the, the editing and whatnot, like, we kind of, yeah, he, we came to the realization that, like, the short clips are what you need to draw people to go watch the longer form content. Um, but when it comes to the actually, the whole editing process, actually, Jason, for our podcast, Jason does it all. This guy's a fucking, uh, he's a machine. <laughs> he's a machine, He's a bro. machine, and, 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 and it's what's crazy is that right now we're at a point with him where he already knows what we want to see. So like he's editing the full episode and then he's actually picking all the little hype clips that we're going to use for Instagram, TikTok to get people to the episode because we've built that chemistry where he knows what we want to see from a creative standpoint. So it's like you, you work on it and it takes time, but once you find that rhythm, you're, you're, you're golden, man. It's honestly, you're golden. Right? I think, I think also it. the content helped us uh, seem bigger than we were. Like Facts. people saw yeah. us maybe episode 10 and maybe we didn't even have any like super impressive guests by then, but they're like, oh, these guys are doing something because I see all this content everywhere and it looks yeah. so professional. <laughs> and it's that, like, yeah, yo, we're huge, bro. Like that's what, that's what Kyle said. He's like, yeah. I liked the production. I yeah. liked the way you guys presented the podcast. And so again, yeah, at that point we hadn't had anybody really massive, but we, we, we made the production and the editing at su- like at such a high level where you had to look at us like we were bigger than we were because we were even though we were small we were just taking it that serious yeah right so it's a big a big piece of the content aspect for sure on youtube my biggest video not as big as you guys but my biggest video with rapid growth was when i did my reaction to them taking down the trump video wow. with nelk okay oh and the reason why i did that and i want and i'm curious to get your guys point of view is whether you like Trump or not, yeah. that becomes secondary, right? But man, if a young Ernesto and Anthony are watching that yeah. in high school and they're like, wait a minute, these motherfuckers, 
that uh, one guy is there drinking, doesn't even say a word. Steve didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing. He just sat there and smiled <laughs> and so glue, right? The fucking guy was going, uh, in people's <laughs> ears. Probably asked the best questions. Yeah. Salim. Salim, Salim did, right? He did, he did, he did. And then Kyle's doing his thing. Yeah. And I go, oh my God, that just means that if you can just find a passion and do it, yeah. you could interview the greatest of all time in yeah. anything. And and the fact they took that down, that's what pissed me off. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very upset with that. And we actually caught it. We were lucky. We caught it on YouTube. Yeah, right away. We caught it. And then, um, yeah, but I mean, even Trump said it on the episode, right? But... Um, uh, it's it's horrible, man. What they're, what they're doing with censorship. If you want to go talk about that a little bit, but um, in terms of like making something happen like that, I mean, e you can watch their vlogs. Even they're like, "Holy fuck, we're about to interview Trump!" Like, it's yeah, it's bro. it's insane. And the way you broke it down, right? Like, one's one's one guy just got famous from drinking. One guy got famous from humming in people's ears, right? Like, and they're all sitting down with the with the former president. So I think they're inspiring so many people, like us. Like they're inspiring us all the time. When they do something like that, we're like, bro. That's fucking crazy. Like, we can do that. No, and we, and, we, and we sit in the studio, and then we sit back after editing or whatever, and me and him are just like, there's nobody we can't interview. It's just how how are we going to get there? Let's find that out, and then we're going to go figure it out. We're, we're going to go get there. And, and these guys doing something like that, it, it really, I think, just show, shows us. But, uh, you know, all the younger Anthony's, Ernesto's, you know, whoever, that are sitting in like, fuck, anything really is possible. Yeah, bro. And Dana White's the best man. So Oh, yeah. Dana White used to, he's been to Hyde, he came to Hyde one time, and we used to have a girl that worked for us named Amber Nicole. Okay. And Amber, bro, she was gorgeous, man. Her job, and she was a little bit, I think she was maybe early 30s, kept for a nightclub, you know, that's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Bro, and her job only was to go to a table and get fucked up. Like, literally, she would go and rack up the bill. Yeah, yeah. That was her job. And this poor girl would get destroyed <laughs> every single night, right? And she would come out, like, literally come out of the club like like this, but she was the best. Yeah. And she would rack up the bill and the bill and the bill and the bill. And one day, she brings in Dana, right? And Dana is the best, man. He pulls up in his Bentley. I never forget, puts up in his Bentley. Bellagio has two entrances, main entrance and one called North Valet. That, that's like the VIP where you park your car, you valet, and you get out. Bro, he gets out like four older women. Dana, Dana. He takes pictures with bro, super patient. He comes in and I get him at his table and he's there with her. And this dude, probably he got a $4,000 minimum, $3,000 minimum. Spent in liquor. I'll never forget this. His bill was like 12000 and he tipped the servers 25 Gs. Wow. That's, he's a beast, man. And then wow. oddly that. enough, Amber ended up marrying Tito Ortiz. Come so, on. She, so she's yeah, she's Tito Ortiz's wife Jeez. now. So she's okay. She's doing okay. She's doing all right. She's doing all right. But it just goes to show you, yeah. man, that good people. And to me, forever. And I'll never forget this, man. We were at the table, and at the end, because it was my section, I go, dude. I go, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. And as a host, we don't make that. That's all to the house. Yeah. And he gave me a good compliment, and I go, bro, I'll never forget that shit. You know, and next time I see, wherever I see him again or whatever, I'm gonna remind them about that night. You had questions for me. What questions do you have for me? Yeah, no, I just... Yeah, I, mean, I, I did too, to be I honest. Mean, well, well, I, I, saw, I saw you You came here from uh, ESPN Miami, which is like already... That's fucking crazy. Right. But how, like, how did you get into now doing this type of content, interviewing people? Again, like, you know, you got these videos with Logan Paul, you just posted, Andrew Schultz, right? Like, how are you interacting with these people? How, how are you getting that opportunity? You don't mind me asking. Oh, bro, ask everything. I've always... 
like I, I'm going to do a post now that talks about premonition, right? And you guys talked about it. So it's almost like you guys knew already. You're pumped, but now 1.2 million views going to be, by the time we leave here, it might be 1.4. Yeah. It's going to look like 10 at some point, right? So to me, I lived my whole life. You guys ever watched Lord of the Rings? Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. So my whole life, I be, I wanted to be the king. What's the king's name again? And what is it? The character? I'm the word Aragon. Okay. I wanted to be Aragon. Aragon. I'm the king. I'm the guy that pulls up here in a fucking Ferrari. I'm the guy because I wanted people to be impressed by me, right? But I was never a hater. But I came from, I'm a Cuban kid from Miami. They used to take the yellow bus. And in high school, my mom used to drop me off. And I was embarrassed of that because my dad was beating the shit out of me. And my dad was miserable in a sense. And I thought that was because we were like entry-level middle class. And we never went anywhere. Now we do was play baseball. All we do was practice baseball like my whole life. You know, I never had a car, never had nothing. But ironically, the man upstairs, when I go to Beverly Hills, I'm working with the most famous people in the world, training them and their kids in baseball. And I'm realizing it's the principles that my dad taught me other than I'm not going to fuck you up. I'm going to be super positive about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was preparing for that. So I go, that's interesting. And then I go, okay. So you take a guy that wish he was a private school kid his whole life, which was me. Because I, I would not, and as I got older, you'd look at me and I look like a complete idiot because I would flaunt like if I'm on a yacht and kind of be that way, but I'm not. But I'm from literally from the middle of, uh, I wasn't from this side. This is the cool side of Miami. Yeah. I'm from the West, bro. Okay. Which is a side that nobody's claiming. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So as I'm doing that, I was like, how does that kid now have the highest theoretical player in Las Vegas? Theoretical play, for if you guys are gamblers, I don't know if you get gambles on. So theoretical play, Vegas rates you okay. on your play. Vegas doesn't give a fuck if you come in and deposit $20 million in the Bellagio Casino. What they care about is your theoretical play, which is your average hand, the higher you play, times the longer you sit at the table and play. Wow. That's all they give a fuck about. So in 2014, I, Cuban kid from Miami, right, had the highest theoretical player in Las Vegas, a dude that would play roulette and average 330000 a spin. Oh, what? A spin. What? Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. So I start to ask myself, I don't know if you guys are religious or not, whatever. I was like, why would I be here right now? Yeah. Why am I seeing this? And you're looking at a guy that I look this way, but I've never drank in my life. I've never done drugs. Never um, tasted alcohol. The only time I've ever tasted alcohol is when I'm making out with a chick. That's it. <laughs> you know? So I, I realized that, right? So I was like, fuck. But every time I try to show off, I fail. So that's fucking interesting. So I bring off the gold of the the Lord of the Rings stuff because I was never meant supposed to be the king in my heart. And I almost get emotional thinking about this. I'm Gandalf. Yeah. 
And if you look at Gandalf, and I saw this in a story there when they talked about, this is nerd talk, in his uh, thing, he goes, Gandalf is the most powerful guy there is. But he can only use his powers to help others. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the realization you had. And I saw that with... And I'm Cuban, so when I say when you're Cuban, you say stories in a long way. That's why this goes long. It goes like this. When I was in Los Angeles, there was a guy named Sasha Snyder. Sasha Snyder was the line producer of a show called Commander in Chief with Gina Davis. It was a while back. But when you're in a late act, you're so desperate. And there wasn't this. This changed my life because I realized I can make content. I don't give a fuck about a casting director. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kyle shows up, there's content. Kyle doesn't show up. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about how Nelk dodged me. Here we go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everything yeah. is content. Yeah. Yes, yes. But that didn't exist back then. So this guy brings me a book, and because he was powerful, I would listen to whatever he said. Tiger could have said, listen, bro, for you to become an actor, what I want you to do is start jumping off of cliffs. You would have jumped. And stay alive. If yeah. you could stay alive, you're going to act like, oh, fuck <laughs> it, here we go. Right? And the guy tells me you should read a book by Winston Churchill, The Life of Winston Churchill, called The Last Line. And I was like, holy shit, the book was this big, bro, and I'm not a reader, bro. Yeah, yeah. And audio books, I don't think we're out then. <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck? And it's British. I'm not into that shit. Like, this yeah. is going to be so boring. But in the first page, I fucking got it. It started talking about, I don't know if you know anything about history, but Churchill is the guy, the one fucking guy in Europe that stood up to Hitler. Okay. Okay. So that's why everybody that's gangster loves Churchill. Yeah. Because he was this fat, bald guy smoking a cigar that didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? My kind of guy. But when they talk about him, they said, in Europe's, England's most testimonial time that they needed somebody, a leader to stand up to the biggest tyrant in Europe's history... They're light in parliament, a guy for 40 years who waited his time, who was fat, balding, and that's when he shined. Yeah. So he waited for 40 fucking years. You guys haven't waited for 40 years or anything. You're not even 40 years old yet. <laughs> you motherfuckers are not even 30 and you already yeah. have a million views. You're about to sign with the hottest thing. So I saw that and I go, holy shit, I'm going to be successful later in life. Yeah. And I saw that, right? So... Now you ask me, how do I get into all this, right? When I was doing that in Vegas, being with celebrities, I'm almost like a celebrity because now I'm the guy and I'm the most powerful guy. I always say this in Las Vegas. That wasn't a Jason Strauss that owns Marquee yeah. Group or the guy from Hakkasan. Yeah. I didn't own anything, but I had that kind of power. And I felt the man upstairs talking to me and going, the legend isn't going to die running around a 10,000 square foot Las Vegas nightclub. I'd have been in private planes already. I spent two, probably three summers in Europe in the nightclub world. We're talking about Ibiza, Greece, places, Montenegro, places wow. that I've never been at, yeah. you know? And I go, I'm going to do something different. The connection with the Logan Pauls, the Gary V's of the world is I... As I saw that, I go, fuck, man, the baseball world, because I come from baseball, I go, I'm going to try to help parents and kids. That's it. I'm going to try. Because everybody, 
wants to be you guys now, but they don't know the hard work that you guys have gone through. So sports, especially now, is something that I want people to unite us. Okay. Whether you like the Raptors, you don't like the Raptors, whatever, but it unites us. But what happens is with the business of the little league stuff, and you guys don't know this, there's travel teams. Then you come from the soccer world, no? Yes. So what happens is they start taking money from you because they're going to do travel teams, and they're going to play better competition. But each tournament costs money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So parents start getting pissed because they're investing, yeah, and they're not getting the result from their kid. They're like, fuck, Ernesto, I spend five Gs on you in four tournaments, and nobody knows who you are. Like, yeah. come on. And what happens is sports is supposed to bring us together and it started splitting people apart. Yeah. So I started talking about that. Okay. And the reason I started talking about that was I, I saw Gary interviewing Tony Robbins and I saw him in the middle of Tony Robbins talking, interrupt him. And I was, and Tony Robbins is wearing a suit and Gary's dressed like us. Chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Like, this guy's fucking balls, yeah. but he's in an office, whatever. And bro, and that, and I saw the content. So I'm gonna start doing content. So look how lucky you guys are. You got this fucking dude over here. You guys are young. Everybody understands it. I'm a fucking 37 year old guy vlogging in Miami streets and baseball. Everybody hating on me. Like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Uh, yeah. I don't know editing at all. Everybody promises me they're gonna help me in editing. Nobody does. I have to go like some loser to the Apple Store. And learn how to edit on iMovie for two months, wow. twice a week. I sat there by myself, edit, learning how to edit. And then I'd be there in my house till three, four in the morning at nighttime after doing six, ten lessons in the sun here, editing. And my wife watching me, wow. who's a fucking ten, and <laughs> got <laughs> pause. That's amazing. You guys hear that? His wife's a ten. Legend. <laughs> but no, no, I love it. I love, that. In, I love in, that. in my eyes, I came back for this woman. Right. I went to high school with her, I saw her one time, and I go, this is the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. Never spoke to her, but I got her later, and I'm sitting there, this beautiful person is watching me edit here in a little iPro, I, iMac Air, iPro Air, whatever, small like this, and I'm just editing all night, right? And what I had in my brain, I couldn't put there because I didn't have this technology, bro. Yeah. But I knew numbers, yeah. and I knew this is going to hit. This is gonna hit. This is gonna come. Speaking my truth, I talked about certain things about a wedding peeing in my bed till I was the age fourteen because my dad's beating the shit out of me, and I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. I talked about wanting to impress people in Los Angeles, so I lied to people that I played for the Yankees, and I fit the mold because I'm a Cuban guy, and I go, oh, I play for the Yankees. I pitched, you know, I'm lefty pitcher, whatever, whatever. And the wrong guy fucking Googled me and told everybody, wow. right? <clears throat> and I'm at Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And everybody's there famous, and I'm not. And I thought that was my way to fit in. I thought girls, because the one thing I was good at was I was picking up girls. I always thought that girls would make me fit in with you guys. Because look what I got, whatever. And I realized that it, that it didn't, man. And then I saw Logan Paul's thing. saw his brother. I saw Gary, and I see you. And I saw Casey Neistat a lot. And I saw him intro their videos. And they'd be like, hey, guys, what's up, Logang and Jake Paulers and whatever. And I was like, fucking, then I start my videos. Hey, guys, how are you? It's Coach HP. Coach H bro, one day it fucking hit, bro. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. I'm here. And it just set my tone, bro. Yeah. So that's how this started. That's then, crazy. And okay, but then how do you, like, 
how do you get in the room with these people, right? Because I think that's something that a lot of people listening would want to maybe find out. Like, how the fuck is this guy? And and even if it's five minutes. Let's do Gary. I'll show you Gary. You know who Gary V is, right? Of course. Come on, bro. (laughs) Okay. A guy reaches out to me from VaynerMedia. My boy, Andrew. Reaches Andrew Goldberg. Shout out to him. He reaches out to me, pushing wine. Uh, they're doing something with the wine. He had empathy wines. Yeah. So he just texts me through it. And I look, this is my social, bro. Any help you need, let me know. Ironically, I was on ESPN and I have this content endorsing, crushing, and talking about oh, how good the book was, whatever, whatever, yeah. right? <clears throat> I come... And this guy reaches out to me and he goes, dude, I love your content, man. Why don't you come on my podcast? And I noticed he was interviewing people in Gary's office. I go, that's interesting. I go, all right. I was the first influencer to sign with Rawlings. Rawlings is a glove company. I have my own glove, all this stuff, right? And then I signed with New Balance. So I go to Boston to sign with New Balance. When I come back, I go, I'll just drive to New York and I'll do the podcast. I go with the guy. I'm there and I feel the vibe of like the guy is like Gary was in Denver. Like the guy is like not welcomed. Like I felt that he was like okay. doing stuff almost like trying to impress me and and he was getting evil eye looks and stuff. And I was like, fuck, this is interesting. And I go to the guy, I go, listen, bro, I don't give a fuck about Vayne. I love Gary, but I don't give a fuck about Vayne. I'll do this interview under a bridge. Yeah. You don't need to impress me. I don't want you getting in trouble. Yeah. It's like, no, bro, we did the whole podcast. We're done. After the guy goes to me, we became friends. I posted it, whatever. He posted it. He goes to me, bro, you should you should become boys with Lou. Lou's a baseball guy. I go, okay. The, the Nationals were playing the Astros. Coincidentally, this guy's an Astros guy. I come and we start talking baseball, talking baseball. That, that was in October. In November, I'm out with Rawlings in the Gold Glove Awards. Best gold glove, best defensive guy at the Plaza Hotel right there in Central Park. And I call the guy. I go, listen, bro, I'm going to be in town. I don't know if I can, if I can be of any help or not, right? Yeah. I don't know if be any service. I'm a baseball guy. I don't know if you play because he knew a lot about baseball. He's like, bro, I'm, I don't play, but my brother does. And my dad's obsessed with it. And this dude looks completely white, but he's half Dominican. Okay, this guy's like, this is my family. So I go, oh my God. So I fucking pack up a bunch of extra shit and I fly in a day early. Right? This is important. I fly in a day early and I help this guy out with his kid. Tell him everything. Super nice guy. I love him. He invites me to dinner. We're just there talking, talking, talking. Baseball life, baseball life. And I'm trying to tell him, enjoy this moment. The guy's very deep involved in an organization there in New Jersey. New Jersey baseball really started to pop off because you heard of Mike Trout? Yeah, yeah, he's from New Jersey. He put New Jersey baseball on the map. On the map, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. before nobody, we, we wouldn't even think about that. It was all Miami, California, Texas. Yeah. Yes. But he put New Jersey baseball on the map. So I'm there, and this is turning into an episode of Money Buys Happiness. <laughs> by the way, this is a. This <laughs> I is, fuck with it. I like it. funny. We 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 said we're like we're coming here. We're like. We're going to ask him some questions. Dude, I'm telling you. We're, we're going to turn to the host. But I'm cool is, I love it. No, this is it. This is it. So, bro, I come and I go to the guy. I go, listen, when I left, this is Thursday night. Any help I could be getting? I didn't see your son hit. If you need me for anything, let me know. I'll never forget the following day, I'm interviewing Ozzy Smith. 
Remember Ozzy Smith, yeah. the shortstop for the Cardinals? I think so. The wizard, the guy who used to do the flips in the okay. 80s yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 Super yeah. famous. I'm interviewing him, and this guy sends me this huge text. Bro, I would be so grateful if you could come. I've arranged you to speak to the team, and I had a guy vlogging me. Speak to the team, helping them out, this whole thing. I was like, done. I finish interviewing best players in the world, Plaza Hotel, at 3 in the morning. At 7 in the morning, my positive self got in the ferry. His son, Lou, picked me up. 40, probably like a 20-minute ride to the ferry in New Jersey, like a two-and-a-half-hour ride. And I worked there for three hours for free. And I just helped dudes out in high wow, school. The yeah. whole thing, right? When I'm done, the guy looks at me and goes to me, brother, I cannot repay you for what you've done. Let me tell you something. My best friend is Gary Vee. I've known Gary since we were in the wine business because I'm in the wine business. Wow. I knew Gary when we went to go see the Jets play the Raiders in Oakland. And on the way back, J Gary pulls out a yellow notepad and wrote down his idea to start Wine Library. Wow. I've known him since then. Wow. He hired my son, who's Little Lou. I don't know if you know Little Lou. Uh, Lou Jennings, Lou Geno. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lou Geno. He's Gary's right hand man. He yeah. hired his son, who's now Gary's right hand guy. He does card talk and a bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Forever. So this is his guy. Damn. He's now my guy, right? Yeah. Because he's yeah. like my brother. So he goes, I'm going to get you a sit down with Gary. That's crazy. I come and I go, Lou, that'd be cool. But the only reason why I'm doing that the only reason I'll ever do that is if you come with me. Boom. Because my goal with Gary will always be that I can see that motherfucker in the airport and go, Gary, what's up, bro? Give him a good hug and go, keep crushing it, bro, and just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. been my goal with him always. And look how lucky I am. And it's more important for me to share this story than me beating any of these guys, meeting any of these guys. Yeah. Just it is for you guys. Because when I see guys that are fans of positivity and have good energy... I'm like, these guys are going to win. Yeah. But I stand for positiveness and happiness, right? Not sexiness. Even though you could be sexy, but I want positivity and happiness. So when you guys blow the fuck up, which you will, because everything is gearing towards that way, my job is to remind you guys, listen to me, bro. Don't be a fucking dickhead here. Stay chill. Stay cool. Happy dads all over the place. Fucking pace yourself, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you guys aren't those guys. Yeah. You're different kind of guys. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. because, like, so when, when me and you were chatting back and forth, you hit me up. Um, and, like, obviously, like, ever since we came here, a lot of people have been like, hey, come on my podcast, come on this, da 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 da, da whatever. And, like, we're, we're always working. So, we're, you know, we try and make the time. But when I clicked your profile, I saw the most positive guy on the internet. So that, for me, was already literally like, your bio. Yeah. I'm, like, that was amazing. I'm like, okay, that's already like, I want to meet this guy. Even like come on the show, whatever, and then we talked for a bit and we made it happen. And it's funny, this so I'm like, Hey, Ernesto, like, we're, we're gonna go on this podcast. He's like, Yeah, like, let's do it, whatever. And then, like, a couple days go by, maybe like yesterday, or the day before, and he goes, Um, I don't know if it was him, if it was you or somebody. He's like, Hey, like, oh, how many like subscribers? And I'm like, I don't really care, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're on this show here, you could have a million subscribers, you could have three, it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, it was the energy. That like I could feel through our conversation, and then we hopped on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, 
I'm gonna no, and the fact you called me because some people are like, I'm not going to call this guy or, yeah. oh, my God, but I want to talk to you yeah, yeah, because yeah. I want you to feel the passion. No, I felt it, yeah, though, yeah. I told him that. When like, he calls me, I'm like, Anthony, what's <laughs> yeah. up, bro? It's already good. Like, yeah. if i known you my whole life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It felt like that. Me and you talked for, and it wasn't long, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, it was short. But, I, was like, but I want that for you guys. So the guy comes back. Let's go to the Gary situation. So the guy comes back, and he goes, Done. This was in November 2019. February 21st, 2020. I go see Gary. If, and you guys will be there one day, I promise you. If you guys ever go to VaynerMedia, VaynerMedia, it's in 10 Hudson Yards. Hudson Yards is gorgeous, bro. Probably maybe like a lot like Toronto in the sense of, I don't know if Toronto, I have a vibe of Toronto is very clean. <coughs> yeah. depends, depends where you go it's like depends a New York vibe it is like a the nice vibe. areas you yeah, know? yeah and this is like rare for New York because usually New York is beautiful built up but it's dirty because a lot yeah. of population this place is so modern it's beautiful and that's like Mecca for entrepreneurs and for like just a vibe there and his pictures of Nipsey Hussle and all these things whatever and I have this all documented so I'm there and I come in I give Gary a high five like if I've known him my whole life and we sit down and the guy comes in with Lou, and this is this guy, and he throws him some cards, and he starts opening cards, and he goes to me, how can I help you? And I, I don't need anything from you, buddy. I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. Wow. And I start talking to him about life, and then how did you mean? And I go, feel. And I go, I feel that this is serendipity because I know about 10 people that have been on your show that I could have pushed. Bro, like, give me a sit down with Gary. Give me a sit down with Gary. Give me a sit down with Gary. Yeah. But I waited, and he goes, he goes, you see, and he goes, you see this right here? It was already meant to be. Yeah. Because with this guy, you're already good. Yeah. Like yeah, that, right? Yeah. So I go to him. I go, listen, what does the number 213-9315731 mean? He goes, that's my number. That's his text number. He was doing like this text thing. The text like, community. Text yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had gone out and I interviewed people with the number. I did yeah. this whole thing. And I go, that's your number, right? I go, yeah. I go, listen, I'm going to be in, I was supposed to speak in Ontario. He was going to be in Ottawa. I go, I want to be part of your street team. I just want to help out. Yeah. He goes, I got a better one for you. Let's take this in a different direction. Me and you need to have dinner. Oh, that's amazing. Think about that. Wow, mic drop. Think about that, right? Yeah. Bro, I had Rawlings make him a custom glove or whatever. whatever, whatever. We're leaving. He goes, well, what are you guys doing tomorrow? And Lou's like, I don't know. Why. What do you want to do? He's like, I'm going to do a card thing. He's going to go to a card thing with his kids, whatever. Why don't you come with me? Is HP going to be there? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, perfect. Come with me. This is the most important part of the whole fucking story. I got to spend a Saturday morning, beautiful day like today, was in a winter, with Gary. I saw him interact with zero fucking cameras. And I'll tell this to him one day, I haven't seen him since, with zero cameras, with his kids, in a card place, sports card place in Winchester, bunch of dork, dorky people, no cool yeah. people, there was no, just regular card aficionados, yeah. you know, passionate about something, my kind of people. I'm not a card guy, but I'm passionate about people that are passionate about yeah. something. And I saw that. And I saw, and it's with his son and his, and his daughter, who are around 10 years old, maybe younger, how patient he was with them. The daughter was bored at some point. He walked her. He didn't send somebody. He walked her himself into the car, came back with the driver, came back, was there with his son, hustled people for cards. Still was him. 
Yeah. Okay, the guy's like, okay, Gary, he bought two Juan Sotos, I'll never forget, destroyed the guy, but the guy goes, hey, if you give me a shot, Gary's like, all right, no problem. Boom, 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 boom. And I go, oh my God, this guy's the fucking real deal, man. Yeah. That's why I was meant to see this, yeah. so I can share this with you guys now. Um, that's crazy. And now here's crazy. the most important, the second most important part yeah. about the whole thing. As we're leaving, I don't have a cell phone number, I go, look, Gary, when do you want to do dinner, whatever. He goes, listen, uh, we got Lou here. We'll, we'll be together. He goes, how about this? I'm supposed to be in spring training in Tampa because one of the pitchers, their ace, had reached out to him for him to speak. Okay. He goes, why don't you drive up from Miami? Will you watch me speak? And we'll have dinner. I go, done. COVID hit. Uh, fuck. fuck. Now what do you do? You're... 40 years old, you have a kid, you just lost a kid uh, through miscarriage, your wife's pregnant again. What do you do? That's how you know you're passionate about this. And then at the time I didn't know I was gonna have the three biggest meetings, three most successful people that I've known in my life, look at me in my face, tell me, I want you to come work for me, it's a done deal, and then get amnesia and do nothing. Damn. What do you do? Holy shit, bro. That's insane. Because there's no failure, right? I go, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the fucking Coach HP show, and I'm going to destroy everybody. I don't give a fuck if I'm 100 years old doing the show. I'm going to attack. Yeah, go on the offense. Bro, because when, yeah. when it's time to attack, you grab the knife, you put it in your mouth. You don't look to the left. You don't look to the right. You look straight, and you attack, man. Yeah. And I told my chick, I go, listen, the only thing that'll mess us up is you as long as you're willing to stay on board with me with this and when you have a 10 it's fucking hard 100%. because 10s aren't like sevens bro or yeah. like fours <laughs> they gotta it's it's, it's a thing that gotta bro faster. it's a thing yeah. and you got yeah, two yeah. kids with them yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. but it showed faith and stuff and here we are that's crazy. so that's that story wow. that's how i that's how i meet gary go try that right yeah. but what's the answer <laughs> yeah help yeah and yeah. give well, when you first the guy first called you, he said, "No problem, I'll come there, free talk. There's nothing look in at, return. Look at everything yeah, I invested. Yeah. That's just that's good karma. That's great karma. I had no idea who the guy was. Yeah. So when you guys now, as I'm watching you guys, I'm like, these motherfuckers don't respond to the YouTube comments. <laughs> they like them. I see it, but I'm like, they're not responding, right? I go, they're getting tired. They're getting tired because ah, you know whatever comments, motherfucker. I want you guys responding." Because you guys are about to be icons. You don't know that yet. Yeah. I do. I see that. I feel that. Respond to those guys. You hear that, bro? Yeah, I got, I'm on it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, you're right. It's no, true. You're it's right. true. You know you're, what? You're it's crazy. Right. We're, I mean, if anyone's watching this and wants to hit us up, hit us in the DMs, though, personally, because that's something that we respond to. It doesn't matter if you have zero followers, one, five photos, no likes. doesn't matter. That's a place for you can get to us for sure. Is our is our personal uh, Instagram? So. I got to respond to the comments. But even in YouTube, no, it, right, it only right. helps the algorithm. Of course, oh, no, for sure. For you sure, know that sure. that's why even when people hate on me, my most other in the Trump video, I get destroyed. Yeah, because a lot of people, I got so much love, but some people hate on it, right? And in twenty four hours, I had fifty thousand views, like this, and it was just me talking. Wow. So I didn't have a huge guest promoting yeah, yeah, that's it. That's It's literally nice. me talking, and I think now it's almost at a hundred thousand. I think YouTube stopped it because of the of the course. thing it was, but. Anytime anybody ever hates on me, I go, thank you for the comment, my man. Literally, everybody gets that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But you know what they see? The algorithm's like, 
they're involved in the community. Yeah, let's yeah. keep them going. Let's keep them going. No, you're completely right. And, and when and somebody looks at you, and they see that yeah. 1.3 million views, and instead of seeing 7,000 comments, you're seeing now 14 because the other seven are you responding yeah, back. Yeah, it's true. See what I mean? I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit a fucking YouTube. I'm gonna fucking blast all the comments now. <laughs> gonna I'm gonna be having ads, conversations, bro. bro. It's gonna be literally <laughs> starting with five comments. It's gonna say like fifty thousand comments. I'm just gonna have conversations. But no, man, you know what? You we usually we usually always do that. To be honest, like with Instagram and all that stuff, we always respond. And um, I think you're right though. With with YouTube, we got just a little bit tired, um, just because like you know some of it's hate, some of it's great love. To be honest, but I'm gonna respond to everyone. Thank you for the comment. Thank you for the comment, my man. <laughs> that's it. Boom. I like and that. then I'm not going to another one. I'm not fighting with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. Right? That's the that last one you're getting. And that's it. And we're keeping going. Do they ever hit you back after the thank of you? Of course <laughs> they do. Of course they do. But I just, hey, are you, is this a bot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fuck, bro. There's so many bots, though. <laughs> bro, like, I get, like, some serious attack, you know? And I'm like, yeah. but I know who I am already. And I got lucky because I wouldn't know what it's like, the pressure you guys have. You guys have pressure, bro. You're in your mid-20s. Oh, lots of pressure. You know what I'm saying? And you're not developed yet yeah. as men. Nope. You haven't been tested in certain things. Yeah. You started testing yourself with the move to Tulum first when you guys yeah. hung out there, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that, those are the first things. Then it's going to come the day you guys disagree on something. Yeah. It's going to happen. Maybe it happened already, but it's going to happen some more. And then what if Kyle likes this guy more than you? Yeah. Fuck, and that's a conversation you got to have. Bro, listen, we got to... Those are things you got to talk about because... Of course. Bro, some of the greatest... Lead singers of all time left bands. Yeah. Probably all of them. Or they brought the band with them. Yeah. So you gotta, and that's the ego stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff, you know, and that's that's huge. No, I think no, we're, I agree we're, with we're you. in a but 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 we're in a it's funny, I don't think I've ever said this on a on a pod, but um when we first partnered up, like if if you if you knew nightlife in Toronto, you knew Ernesto. I was in it, but not to the extent that he was. And and when we connected and started working together, he really he really put me on. Like he really put me on. Like in a way that like he did not have to at all. Like and there was no, we're not blood family. We, we have no. We, at that point, we had no business, no financial connection, nothing. And he put me on in a way that like, like I I, I was having this conversation with, with another another one of my friends. Where I said I owe this guy like I, I'm indebted to this guy forever for the way that he put me on and brought me in. And I think that that was kind of the first thing. And then the second thing was when we started our business, um, neighborhood creative, our marketing agency, whatever. At the beginning, a lot of the business we were getting was coming because of people who knew Ernesto. And there was this thing where uh, we actually had another partner who left the business. We kicked him out. But uh, but, but there, there, there there was a dynamic where like we just, like I said this to him, we went on like a trip to, to Portugal or something, and I said this to him, I'm like, I'm cool being the second guy. My ego doesn't, I don't require being the first guy. I don't need to be the face. Like if 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 we're both going to, and this business is going to succeed with me being the second, like the second guy in the band, right, right. I'm cool with it. Like I'm good with that. I don't I don't I don't have this ego that I need that right. And then I feel like in moments that that has been changing. Maybe for example, like. When Kyle reached out, it was to me, whatever. And 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 I feel like him too. He he was like, cool. I can take the step back and be the second guy. And so we've kind of been having that now, more more recently, and and honestly since the beginning. But we had this understanding, I think, that yeah, where yeah. we just want to win. 
I don't care. I don't need to be the 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 the, the face. And he feels the same way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Based on the way that things have been going for us, of course. As long as the the end goal is that we all win and that we can help people and bring people on our team, like Jason, his sister's a partner in our business. Feed her. My sister. We just hired her full time. If we have the opportunity to bless people to that extent, who gives a fuck who's the face? Who gives a fuck who gets the the, the more likes or comments or love or whatever? It doesn't matter. As long as our common goal is that we're going to build something that people will remember forever and we get to bring so many people along with us, then who cares at the front? Who cares who's at the front? Who cares who gets more love? You know what I mean? So we've been challenged, I feel like, in that way a lot over the last three years. But so, so far, knock on wood, it's been uh, it's been good. We just we just both get it. We just are both like whatever. We know what our fucking our visions are aligned, and we kind of have promised ourselves like girlfriends, family members, whatever, like any anything that could come in between that we are going to you know promise you know 15, 20 years of like hard work before we abandon this thing. Are you guys single? I am. I'm not. You're not. How long have you been in a relationship for? Too long. So you so you're used yeah. to that. How do you like being single in Miami? I love it. I mean, I I don't do much here. I just fucking work. But listen, I like I like being single because I, I like being single before for different reasons. Now I like being single because um I just get to really focus in on myself. And you know this being in nightlife, it's very hard to take in um like just to take care of yourself. Like you know what I mean? Like self care because yeah, you're always yeah. just out. I mean, you said you didn't drink and shit, but I fucking drink. Yeah, yeah of course. You know what of I course, mean? Like yeah. I was fucking drinking. I was doing whatever the fuck it took, right? right. But, um, so at that point, I was like, I was always around people. Um, I'm a very social guy, but at the same time, like, it, it, when the pandemic hit, it, it really let me just like focus on myself. You know, like what I want to do with my life, the kind of person I want to be, the things I want to learn, if I want to read, if I want to work out, if I want to go on a trip, if I want to leave Toronto for four months, I can go do it, right? So and I think. To be able to do that um, consistently, I had to be single, right? Um, he's in a he's in a different situation, right? But he's he's still in a comfortable situation where he can do what he needs to do with an understanding with his with his girlfriend, yeah, right? She gets it, and she, she gets, gets it. it, right? So um, I just don't have that. So for for me, it's better that I'm just single, right? 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 right. Um, because like I've learned in the past that sometimes if you get distracted or you know you 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 give your energy to different things that aren't part of your goal. It could throw you off track, and and you can end up being somewhere where you regret. Right. You know, so I I kind of learned that pretty early, I think, and then I was just been single since. And your chick doesn't talk about marriage, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, how do you? How do you? Would be, I'm 26, so okay. it would be like, yeah. I'd listen, I'd be lying if she's never said anything like that. But I think I think here's the thing, I made like pretty bold promises from the beginning, um, and and I I said very bold things of like places I would go and things that I could accomplish. But I've almost kept those promises and I've proved that I'm going in that direction. And I think that's been the biggest thing where it's like in moments where, yeah, it's tough that I leave to Miami for four months and I'm doing this and we're doing that and we're going over there and I'm around these people and I'm around those people and I'm around hot girls and whatever. At the end of the day, it's like when we when we first met or whatever and early on in the relationship, when I said like, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I actually did what I said I was going to do. Nice. You know what I mean? So it's always been a thing of like, well, like th- he's not lying. Like he, I- everything he's saying he's going to do and the reasons why he needs to be on his own and have his own time and, and be with Ernesto 24-7 more than he's with me is because this is where he's, this is the, you know, the dreams he's trying to achieve and the goals he's trying to achieve. 
but then she's seeing it actually come to fruition. So it's not like I'm just making up this bullshit. Oh, me and Ernesto, bro, we got to go to <laughs> fucking Miami. We're buying, you know, we're going to go look at a house and maybe just work. But it's like, then I bu- then we bought the house. Then then this whole Nelk thing has happened. The views are up. The business is doing better than it's ever doing. It's, it's, it's ever done. So it's like everything I'm saying I'm going to do, I'm doing. So if you're anybody, if you're my girlfriend, if you're my mom, my sister, my dad, when, I, when I'm saying these things that they may think are crazy, at the end of the day, I produce. Right, right, of course. So you, you know what I mean? So, so then there becomes a point where it's like, yeah, maybe if I think he, you know, he says he needs to go to Bali for six months, and I, and uh, you know, I'm speaking as uh, my, I'm my mom, my dad, whatever, and I think that's crazy, but then he goes to Bali, and then he, he's over there and he's producing, and his life is only getting better and better, and he's doing the things he says he's gonna do. The next time around, when he says he needs to go to Brazil for five months. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I understand why. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I've always tried to stay just to stay consistent in when I said I'm gonna do something, I do it. Right. And I think that that's helped all of my relationships, my friends, my girl, my my family. You just you just when you you know, keep keep your promises. When you say you're gonna do something, do it. That's awesome, man. What other questions you have for me? Where'd you get that fucking outfit? Yeah, boom. <laughs> Big shout out to to my man, Austin Duval. It's a, called Duvin, D-U-V-I-N. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to cop one of those. That's great. You gotta hook me. You gotta. I'm gonna hit him up. Yeah, I'll cop some shit. I'm gonna hit him up. He just uh, he's blown up recently. He's in Orlando. Dope. We gotta do some. You know what we gotta do? We gotta go up there. Let's go. We, we bring up our, our shooter over here. Hundred percent. And we go up there to you see his whole thing. It's it's sick. I I like the combos. Nah, that's so because sick. Because it, it switches it up, yeah, you know. Nah, it, but even when we walked in here, the girl at the front, she's like, "Yeah, Yo, I like your fucking outfit." Yeah, it shows courage, you know. It shows <laughs> it's a conversation starter. It's a conversation too. starter, right? But you're saying you couldn't pull some shit off. You could pull off anything. I, I don't know. Not what I you guys so are pulling too. off, I think bro. So too. Listen, I can't pull off a shirt with a what is it a samurai with a <laughs> with a tiger there and a bong? What is that? Tiger smoking some fucking. I don't even know what <laughs> See, I can't pull that off. A mustache, I look like a moron. <laughs> you gotta just try it. You just gotta go for it. I know, man. I you go. Know? But you're a stud, anyways. Man. No, I don't know about that. Um, what's what's the what's the goal with your like? Where do you see your podcast going? Like, what's the goal with it? I think. Do you just enjoy doing it? So it's like just keep going, and if you're liking it, I love thing? this. Like yeah, to, yeah. like this today to me. Is like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited to come talk to you guys. Like, if I'm talking, like when I had George Lopez on. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy, right? And it's crazy. And just like that. And I feel that the man upstairs is going to give me this thing to where I can just, dude, this place is awesome. But imagine if I had this thing, which you guys could smoke, whatever you guys want to smoke. If I want to smoke a cigar or whatever. And we have the water in the background. And we have... AC because it's a little hot in here. We put a little AC yeah. going. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that's and we want to spend three hours. Yeah. We spend three hours. That's why the Rogan format oh, it's yeah. and what he's done is huge. And that's why the comedic community, it's so interesting how they've supported each other. Yeah. But I don't think too many people in our space, we don't do that. Yeah. Because I think yeah. instinctually they like competitiveness. Each other, yeah. Like all oh, these guys just got knocked. Fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, instead of embracing these guys, dude, you need anything? I know Miami. What do you think? You need a car? Do you need this? Do you need that? Are you heartbroken? Can I talk, dude? Yeah. That's the difference. And the I think the comedians coach. You're the have fucking the, coach, bro. The coach, bro. <laughs> but I think the comedians, and that's what I've imitated from the comedians. Yeah. Is that? Is that support? That support system, bro. 
and there's no yeah. hating allowed, and we'll immediately get you out of the group. Yeah, because of that. Is Joe Rogan uh, your favorite pod? Favorite podcast? Like I like watch? I like him a lot. I oddly enough have had, bro, like twelve people that have been on the show. I've been on my show. I was just on. I just had on Patrick, but David. I don't know who he is. Matt, bro, Matt, yeah, bro, mass. He showed me that right away, and I was like, dude, which, wow. Which is what that does. And I love his show. I which, love his show. Which he's the best. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but. But what? I mean, like, you're, you're taking all these, you're taking different things from each guy. I mean, that's how we do things, too. Like, we're, when we sit down with a guest, we'll learn something every time. Absolutely. It's an you experience. Know? And, like, look yeah. who the fuck you're sitting down with. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's an experience, yeah. you know? But in life-wise and in happiness, I only know what I know, and I know the failures that I've done and the mistakes that I've made yeah. and where I messed up and where I didn't, so that's where I can bring value to you guys. 100%, which is Absolutely. like the biggest kind Without of Without asking for anything in return because expectations, right? And it's funny because I did this in Patrick's show a little bit. I don't know if you guys have done this yet, where you manipulate the conversation to where you're almost showcasing yourself, but <laughs> yeah. it's an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm letting you know what's up. It's almost like if you got a hot chick and you're single and you want to let her know you're single and you're like, yeah, you know, I wore this outfit because as a single dude, <laughs> yeah, you, you just want to just... <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. You know what I mean? And Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You course. know what I'm saying? And you have that. Well, look at like the story that you told us just to just to finally sit like, and you didn't even have the expectation of sitting down with Gary V. But look at the story behind yeah. Yeah. you just finally sitting down with Gary, like that whole thing, right? So when people see it, they're like, "Look at this guy's guest." Like, I mean, I seen it, and I'm just like, "Yo, how's this guy getting these guests?" And you think it's like just, "Oh, I'm emailing this guy." Hey, Gary, would you like to come on my? Po-? And meanwhile, they got so many people. But if you if you would see the amount of people that Gary knows, oh, it, you sit there and go. Oh my god, yeah. that is fucking legendary. Do you, do you think you like? Do you try to use each guest to get another one? Like, is that how you do it? I haven't done that yet. No, no, but you're completely right, bro. I want to. I just want. I think say, stay. I think your your main message is like to stay humble as well. Like, just yeah. to stay grounded throughout the whole thing. No, and and, and I like. I just want to say before we end this, like, bro, thank you. First of all, thank you for having us. And I go, they're gonna need friends. Like, they're gonna need true guys. That ain't going to say, bro, do me a favor, bro. Give me Kyle's numbers. Come on the show. Come on, come on. Because that's coming a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Like you have no idea how much that's coming. Yeah. Like you guys are not going to be able to walk in a place. So I got to talk to these guys and I got to get them before they blow up too much that I'm that they won't listen to me. Uh, now I'm always listening to the coach now. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank HP, God I came baby. here, bro. But you, HP, bro. you know no, what I'm but saying? Straight up, bro. We appreciate that. And, and in terms of like making like, you know, what, what you said, persi- we're persistent as fuck too. And we want something, we go, we go get it, right? right so right. we can see that in other people. And I think he saw that you were like-minded too. And then, bro, I posted that story this morning. You DM'd me back right away. We had a little thing going. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm fucking pumped. Let's go, oh, right? Good. Good. And, and, and then the second thing I wanted to say was, before we end this, was... Man, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because there's not enough people with your your experiences in life um, who are putting out this type of positive message, bro. Like it's we're we're obviously in a world, and and, and w- whether it's real or not, right now on social media, there's just so much hate, you know, and so much negativity and jealousy and envy and and all that. And so, like, you know, kudos to you for for doing what you're doing, bro. Because it's gonna take you far. You yeah. know what I mean? And and like you said, later in life you know, 40, whatever, that doesn't matter. Like, you continue on this path. I'm excited to sit back down with you in three months, six months, a year, and, like, just sit and be like, damn, back when you were wearing the fucking umbrella suit, <laughs> yes, you sir. were here, 
and and you know a year later you're you're like bro you've done all this right and i know that's going to come for you and, and we love like you said we love to be around people like that and, and grow these types of relationships so man keep doing what you're doing because you you, you, you know you're going to change the world whether you know it or not in a big way and and i i think man there's so yeah much you already changed my perspective I, today I, I too on a, on, a, on a lot of things so i appreciate that yeah man. And i i just think there's so much more for you bro we're there it's just the energy bro if you can get that energy out to as many like using social and using your content bro like fuck man people will people will find so many things to relate to you with you know because everyone goes through shit no and you're watching and you don't know yeah like i watch this guy and you don't there's no empathy for a dude that shaved his mustache (laughs) that it used to be his shit and people but i know that yeah right i know that Yeah. yeah before i let you guys go any questions for me anything i can help you with Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on that. I'll probably hit you up yeah, sometime later say, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask you some questions. No, but honestly, you've done more than enough. Straight yeah, up. Honestly, thank you, bro. Appreciate, appreciate you, man. Appreciate it for real. Next time, you gotta let me know I'll wear the shades too, so I wear. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us, we gotta rock the look. <laughs> yeah. Money buys happiness. Tell them where to find you. All the stuff. Go for it. All right, guys. If you made it this far, first of all, like the video, subscribe, comment. Let him know what you think. He's gonna hit you back in the comments, not like us, but he will hit you back. <laughs> and also follow him on Instagram. Coach HP. You're selling this merch or what? Dude, I it's limited edition. Yo, but this I, is sick. I'm going to bring it back. But you know what I'm going to do? I just realized right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to clip this. And at the end of all my videos, I'm going to use my part. And then you do it again and we'll put it for your part. Okay. I'm so say that all again. All right. Bring it back. Three, two, one. Go. If you've made it this far, first of all, thank you so much. Like the video. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Comment because Coach HP is going to get to the fucking comments. He's going to take care of you. Okay, DM him. He answers all his DMs. The guy is on it. But again, if you made it this far, thank you so much. We love you. We are out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.